Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. This is episode number 103. 103. My name's Adam Childs. Across from Kieran Lefebvre, Lefebvre, or however they introduced you at the last competition. Kieran Lefebvre. Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) You're needed in the mat area. Uh, 103, we're talking about tapping early, tapping often due to a recent, uh, I don't want to say, I don't know, maybe it did go viral, but at least it did within the Sydney community Mm. because it was uh, quite a savage injury that happened at a little local sort of competition, event event competition here in Sydney. So it at least went viral in Sydney and perhaps Australia, perhaps around the world, I don't know. But yeah, we're we're talking about that today. Something Kieran doesn't know a lot about tapping early or tapping off. No, I, I, I was thinking that I knew this was going to come up that if we're talking about uh, during an episode of tapping, then I'm going to get some heat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I particularly in the earlier days, maybe it's ego. I don't know. I don't tap as often as I should in training. I let things go a little bit. Um, I've, I've, I think I've gone semi unconscious more than like completely out. I've, I think I've only gone completely out maybe on one hand I can count, but I've gone like half, you know, that halfway where you're like out for a second, but you come back really quickly. Just to clarify, you can only count that on one hand because the amount of brain damage you yeah, sustained from I've not tapping, yeah. you can only count to five. Yes. <laughs> I, I can count on one hand, but it takes me three or four goes through that hand to, to, to get to the, to the number. Yeah. But um, I, used to have the same philosophy or the same ignorance you would probably more accurately say when it came to other submissions like joint locks. And then that led to some pretty jacked up elbows, no severe injuries, but I've learned, I've learned there. I don't do that anymore, but I still have that like tendency to, to grind through things that aren't, you know, you know, okay. In training, perfect example was uh, we've already spoken about podcasts, but it's perfect example for this is you had me in a head and arm choke. Um, and it was I should have tapped like in training you tapped to that because it was you know it pretty much got me but I had this like competition mindset for some reason that because I knew that I wasn't going out I wasn't going to tap no matter what and that is probably not the best approach to training (laughs) it's quite funny you mentioned that because I had uh, another student in a head arm last night and it just it was actually no gear as well so in the gear it's much harder to lock it in but it just it's funny. It, I was, um, so I had mount and I, it wasn't like I went for a smother choke, but you would know, uh, that I, I say all the time, the importance of smothering from mount yeah. in terms of making your, your opponent uncomfortable. So, you know, I'm putting a lot of pressure and smothering and then I went for an arm triangle on one side and it just wasn't quite working. So then I went back to mount, went to the arm triangle on the other side. <laughs> like, and I, I didn't end up even getting the arm triangle and the round ended. <laughs> I looked over and the dude was just like, it was just like, oh, fuck. Like, it was like, I don't know how many minutes I was there for. A long time, yeah. a long time. But it, um, yeah, it's just, you just reminded me of that, telling that story. But before we go in, we got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. Let's do it now rather than the end of the episode because we know that people don't make it. <laughs> they get sick of us yeah. uh, from then. So uh, the podcast 
format is not format, but just mixing it up a little bit. We're going to just due to logistical reasons, we're going to go back down to one episode a week instead of two episodes a week. Uh, just as everyone who have listened to the episodes consistently would know that when we had a spat of um, we weren't able to put out any episodes because of COVID restrictions, like there was uh, isolation issues and things like that. And it just logistically became really hard to hit two a week every single week without then feeling like we had to rush it or not put, you know, end an episode earlier than we wanted to just so we would have time to record another episode. And we thought, look, we would prefer to do one episode a week and make sure we're hitting the quality that we've always wanted to hit rather than uh, rather than rush out two half-assed episodes a week. So, uh, so yeah, that's this episode that you're listening to. If you're listening to it live is on Friday, not live, but when it comes out, so we're going to aim, I believe, every Friday is yep. when we'll release the every episode. Friday, same time, 5.30. Yep. So Australian Eastern Standard. So you'll have it for the weekend or save it for the Monday train ride to work or whatever it is. But yeah, so we're going to have from this episode onwards one a week so we can continue to hit the quality that we've wanted to because we just felt we were starting to cut corners that we didn't want to cut. Totally. Uh, and just to, for the sake of having two a week and yeah we just realized that that was we didn't want to fall down that slippery slope yeah no well said i'm nothing to add to that that was good if you want more episodes i don't know just uh join the patreon (laughs) join the patreon and uh if there's enough of you we can quit all our regular jobs and (laughs) and just do the podcast a regular job adam only one of us is employed yeah that would be me yeah and uh, so we did promise in episode 101 that we're going to share the results of the banana crown. Oh, yes, the, the banana crown, the internal comp. So that was lots of fun. Kieran missed it. He uh, he didn't qualify to participate. <laughs> so, yeah, he, didn't meet he, the he, 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 lost, he lost out in the first round of the qualifiers. Uh, <laughs> no, he was away. Uh, yeah, so just quickly to recap for those who – don't know. It was just a bit of fun internal competition we had at the gym and it was separated by weight division only, not by belts. So there was, it was about everyone 85 kilos and below than everyone above. So there were two brackets and then the the girls were their separate division. Worth noting that Sophia, one of, um, you look yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, 85. So I would have been in the light division. Yeah, no, but I probably wouldn't have put you in the light. Yeah. So there was <laughs> yeah, a bit bastard. of like, I I also, that it, was about it. It was where fixed. it was split. Yeah, yeah I mean, the whole fixed. thing was, it was, a, it was a fast, the whole yeah. thing. So that's about where it was split, but I kind of moved some people around yeah, within totally. a, a window to make sure the matches were, were good and fun for everyone. Yeah. So it wasn't how a regular comp would be where they were, the names were just essentially drawn out of the hat. I mm. did kind of match it so tried to make sure it was a good fun day for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the girls had their own division. Uh, but it's worth noting that the girls on the day, we only had um, 
that turned up was just uh, a few of the the girls who are all white belts and Sophia, who's a purple belt. Mm. So I said to Sophia, I was like, look, you have the choice. You can go in with the girls and it might just be a bit of a murder fest or go in with the guys, you know, and she chose to go in with the guys. So, uh, and she did really well, actually. She took out Nicholas in the first match, who you would know Nicholas oh, wow. had a tough blue belt and that'd be Unlucky. close-ish in weight. But yeah. They had a good... 15-minute war or something. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, and then she went really hard against Gaz after that, who's a much bigger guy than she is, but yeah. Gaz ended up getting her after 10 minutes or something. But, yeah, so the format was it was just separated by weight. It was no time limit, submission only, and uh, the kickers were that once your match finished, you went straight into the next match. So if you if you – if you valued rest time at all, you wanted to finish your match quickly. So then you could be resting, waiting for your next matchup to finish. Right. And then the last kicker was before every match, you would essentially flip a coin as to whether it was gi or no gi. So, you know, you never really knew. And yeah, so it went really well. Amber took out the, the, the girls division Mm -hmm. in the lighter weight division was Jonas and then in the heavier division was Toby. It went really well. Toby is another guy like fuck Eric. He's someone who doesn't train that often, but he's still like a real beast. Mm. And Toby came in, he works as a as a chef and he had come in and he had burnt his hand the night before oh, wow. at work. He came in with a like sort of wrapped up and everything. He was like, oh, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't see the burn because yeah. it was wrapped up. And I was like, well, I don't know, man, like I, it's up to you. And so apparently he was just said to himself, well, my hands all fucked up, so I better finish all these fights really quick. (laughs) So his first match was like a 10-second, 15-second straight footlock and then so was his like second match and his third match. Every single match was, I'm not even exaggerating, like a a 10, 15-second straight footlock and then it was only the final that he went against Nogi Rob. How Nogi Rob made the finals, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but and then it only went for as long as it did, which was a Nogi match, by the way. Uh, only went as long as it did because Toby decided to wrestle with Rob, and they wrestled back and forth for I don't know ten minutes or something, and until uh, until Toby was just like, oh, whatever, pulled guard, and then just footlocked him straight away. So he won all his matches by straight footlock. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah, heaps of fun. Careful, do not give Toby your foot. Yeah, to learn that he's one. He's pretty savage with it. Mm. But it was funny. There was fittingly there was one submission at the banana crown. There was a banana split that was hit. <laughs> um, so that was that was fitting. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then after that, we went to the pub and it was cool. And since then, I've had heaps of students say, "Man, we should do this like a couple of times a year. It's really fun." And you know, and. Start tra- I'll start training for the next one. Yeah. Anyone thinking what, who didn't listen to the other episode where I went more in depth, what banana crown, blah, blah, blah. It's just a long story short. There's no real reason. The first one we did, it was pineapples. The winners won pineapples. This one, they won bananas. Next one will be whatever the mango cup and they'll win mangoes. Mango mania. Yeah. Mango man. <laughs> it's just something silly, you know? And then, but it was funny. Like <laughs> I had, so people won a bunch of bananas and then there were a few people who were really like down about losing their matches, not like really down like a regular comp, but they were just like, oh, you know, I should have won that, a bit bummed. Mm. 
you know? And so I had some extra bananas. I'm like, yeah, here's a consolidation banana. And uh, they just gave some people bananas. But it was funny, man. Banana. Yeah. It was cool. It was, <laughs> yeah, heaps of fun. Uh, yeah, so lots of the students enjoyed it and, and yeah, want to do it again. It was also just a good way to get a whole bunch of the, the team together at the same time. Yeah, totally. So, so it was really fun. Yeah. Anyway, well, luckily, you had so luckily, much fun without me. Yeah, no, that was the best part about it that yeah. you weren't there. Yeah, I bet. I bet uh, everyone was fucking like, yes. But, He's but, not here. <laughs> but speaking of tap, tap early, tap often, because it was just an in house thing for a bit of fun, I stressed to the students. I was like, guys, it's all just a bit of fun. Like, you know, don't rip a submission. You haven't, this isn't the world's. You haven't, mm. it's, or it's not even just a regular competition. We're all friends and training partners. Mm. I mean, just treat it like an open mat-ish role, you know, like, yeah, fight hard, but that's still your teammates, you know, don't break anything. Yeah. And, and no one, no one got injured at all. I think Nogi Rob stubbed his finger. He was a bit upset about that, but it was uh-huh. a wuss. Maybe right. Yeah. So. Put a bandaid on it. Put a bandaid on it, bro. Tap early, tap often. Do you want to tell us about this, uh, what happened? Yeah. So. As Adam mentioned in the beginning, we're, we're talking about like a viral clip that went around. You may or may not have seen it, but allow me to paint the picture. It's a, a bit of a, it was the first like uh, live stream sort of event uh, held at Grappling Education, which is a uh, really awesome gym here in Sydney. And they're, you know, creating their own sort of like live streaming um, event. So it was like a high, high profile competition, if you would say. There was eight guys in the in the bracket, so uh, four on each side and then, you know, a few fights um, for, throughout the night. Uh, so basically what happened is I think it may have been one of the first fights. I don't know which one it was. Um, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't watch the event. I just mm, I didn't watch I the event. Saw the, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so what happened was there was a guy, I think he was from um, Sydney West. Doesn't matter. Either way, it's irrelevant. From, okay, he, so basically, he, he's he what was happened. from a gym that does jujitsu. Yeah, he 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 trains jujitsu. He was a jujitsu guy. There was two jujitsu guys, and they'll they'll fighting in a jujitsu match. That's that's okay. Everyone's <laughs> up to speed. <laughs> okay, so what happened was that uh, guy A wraps up a kimura on guy B, and this was deep, man. I mean, he he. It he, was sort of from. I think it started from side control yeah. or top half guard. Yeah. Or something, and then they kind of rolled, and yeah. So we got this like there was like a rolling sweep. I think he might have been bottom. I don't know, but there was like a, he sweep, anyway, swept him over the top. Deep the in guy, a Kimura. The guy's arm is all the way behind his back, and he's just not tapping. He after the sweep, he like steps over the head. He's cranking this fucking Kimura. All the like the Kimura is probably on deep for about thirty seconds. Like he's got no grip. He's not holding his arm. It's completely behind his back. The only thing fighting it is his own fucking rotator cuff. And then all of a sudden you hear this very loud, crisp, audible snap. Which I'm very happy I didn't listen, watch the video with the audio. Oh, it's even better. The audio makes it so much better. It's it, like imagine hearing someone like just breaking a baseball bat or something like that or like a very large stick and that is the sound. It was a fucking snap. Yeah, and you see it like you see – you don't see – it's not the m- most horrific thing to watch, you know, like I've seen more – Oh, like there was no bone poking out of it. Yeah, no, it wasn't like if you've ever seen a video where someone – let's say, for example, uh, 
you know, it's happened a few times in the UFC, happens a lot in kickboxing and Muay Thai. But remember the fight, um, Anderson Silva oh, yeah. versus Chris Weidman and, oh, yeah. you know, the check the leg kick and the shin snaps in half. Yeah. So it was it happened to Conor McGregor too, right? Yeah. Didn't it? So it They're wasn't as – horrible to watch. Yeah, it wasn't as horrific to watch as an injury like that. Watching it, it just looked like sort of like the shoulder popped or di- like popped really badly, but mm. like popped or dislocated. That's what it looks it like. Looked it, like the arm sh- just goes floppy. Yeah, it yeah. looks like the shoulder is just like completely quite savagely dislocated. Yeah. Uh, however, however, that's not, <laughs> that's not what happened. Uh, it turned out that the the guy's humerus, which is the – the bone of the upper arm, so the the bone between the shoulder and the elbow, where your bicep and tricep are, mm-hmm. the the humerus. Which I'm not sure is it is that one bone or two bones that? No, I think it's one bone. It's, yeah, the, it's one bone. Like it's just the one yeah, bone, you right? Got two bones in your in, in your, your forearm, forearm yeah, right? Yeah, a hundred percent snapped in half. Yeah, like completely broken in Did half. Did you see the X-ray? I saw the X-ray. Yeah. So yeah, the, the follow-up was uh, I think the guy that. It was his injury. He posted the x-ray and then with the caption, tap early, tap often. Yeah. And man, it's just, it's really unfortunate because that is a savage injury. Oh, he needs surgery, I think. Yeah. Of course he needs fucking surgery. The bone's broken in half. Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude, he'll need surgery. There'll be screws, plates. There'll be all sorts of shit going in there. He'll he'll probably have his arm in one of those... uh, you see it more often on legs, the cage. He'll probably have his arm in one of those yeah. things where it's the like elbow support. Yeah, yeah that fuck me. A rod from his elbow to his midsection or whatever. Yeah, man. To, I imagine, I mean, I'm not a fucking surgeon, but <laughs> that is a massive injury. And, man, I don't know. It's just I get that with adrenaline you can – your pain threshold is is much higher. And I don't know, maybe this dude has a crazy high pain threshold, but I don't know. I just look at that and think it's just really sad because that could, that might be not only jujitsu, but that could be any competitive sport done for that, the rest of that dude's life. Yeah. And this, and this wasn't as well. The thing that I find crazy about something like this happening is it wasn't a case of remember a while ago those brutal videos went round of the guys just grabbing heel hooks and then just ripping, ripping yeah, like I, I like posted, nobody's I posted business. one on YouTube and it's still people still mad about it. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like that. Like, don't get me wrong, this guy was trying to finish the Kimura, but the mm. other dude had so much time to tap. The other so dude did not much. rip it. He he was like by the end of it, he was like, "Fuck, dude, this what's going on? I need to like really put this on." But he he gave him like a solid twenty seconds. Though in that Kamora for ages. Yeah, he had a long time to tap. Oh yeah, and you know I get if this had happened in a final of black belt worlds, it would still be sad, but you go like, man, there's a lot on the line. Or if it happened at ADCC or who's number one Mm. or a match that offered prize money, Mm -hmm. you know, you could see it would almost be a bit more forgivable. But man, like, especially these were what, a couple of purple belts, were they? Or something like that? Maybe brown. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Even if they were black belts, it wouldn't matter. It was just, uh, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from grappling education, but, so I don't mean this was a nothing competition as in discrediting them, but mm. I mean, there was nothing on the line. Mm. Like, man, and that 
that's a massive that's a massive rehab, bro. Yeah. And and that might be, you know, his arms are never going to be the same. And yeah, just, and I think in the heat of the moment, you can you can understand why someone wouldn't tap. But at the same time, I think that's maybe it's a uh, you need to go into that event with some expectations, if that makes sense. So what I'm trying to say is, if you're the type of person like me that has a tendency to fight through things that you maybe shouldn't, then if you, you're you going into an event where it's live streamed, you know, you got your, your, all your teammates there, maybe if whatever, your friends are there and stuff like that, it's a big deal for you in your world. Like the first time you've been put on like some sort of stage, if you will, maybe you need to go into that with like some expectation management, like, hey, I'm going to keep myself safe at all times. Yeah, I mean, I remember I fought a comp once. I can't even remember what belt it was. But I got stuck in a straight footlock that turned belly down (laughs) and the guy wasn't even on my foot or ankle anymore. It was on my shin. And I remember thinking my shin's about to break in half. Did you tap? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, what – you know, I guess the alternative was one of two ways. Either I would have been fine and he would have given up on it or my shin would have broken in half. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a – is the – you know, is that, it's maybe not a gamble I want to play. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> reminds me. I was fighting in the, an absolute division in a local comp at the start of this year and I was going up against this guy that won his weight and I won mine. Um, and was sort of juking out. He was lighter than me. And he was like a young guy. I think he's about 17, 18, like, you know, but obviously quite good. And uh, I think his game was straight footlocks. And his coach was like, you know, oh, this guy's bigger. You got to pull guard. You got to, you know, play your game. Rah, rah. And I was like, yeah, right, here we go. And I didn't respect it. And I was like, you're not going to straight footlock me, bro. Like I was just being arrogant. And uh, same thing happened. He went belly down. He like straight footlock. Um, for whatever reason, he, he turned belly down and – um it was so much fucking pain, but I didn't tap. <laughs> it was one of those situations that you were describing like where uh, I probably should have tapped, but I was like, you know what? I had that thought in my mind. The odds of this breaking are pretty low. I'm just going to stick it out. And my fucking, my whole like calf, my leg, my shin, I could barely walk on it the next day and it was sore for probably like two or three weeks. Um, but it was totally worth it because I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, sometimes it's worth it, right? But as you it's know, not losing it, to a 17 year old, bro. And especially if maybe it's not on correctly or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was the case here. But, it wasn't, it wasn't. But quite yeah, bad. this, this Kimura was. Oh, it was on. <laughs> it was very deep, bro. And it was fucking on correctly. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still haven't gone back and watched it with the sound, but I know someone who was at live at the oh. event and they said um yeah they said they're still haunted by the sound yeah and in the video you even see the ref the ref even yeah. shocked and, put, and puts his yeah. hands over his mouth it's, it's like, like oh my Whoa. god yeah you know? yeah it's like holy shit and the commentator um a, a very well-known personality around sydney seb he his Ooh. reaction i was Okay, well, obviously not that well known. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Well, if you're if you're current with the the fucking competition scene, he, he's a really funny guy. He, How? Okay, so who is this guy? Okay, so he's a purple belt. He trains out of grappling education. Uh, he's always on um, subversion. He competed at ADCC trials. He got to the quarterfinals, I think, and got taken out by the guy that uh, ended up coming second. So it was, you know, he, he's the guy that got stuck. You know that uh, flying fucking armbar that went viral after ADCC trials, Oceana. 
the one where the dude was seated guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy seated guard. Oh, he was the he was the Cedar guy with that with that sort of uh, necktie and and got uh, a sub. But he, he, you know, everyone around Sydney that goes to like the local competitions remembers him. He always fucking wins, and he's he's hilarious. He's just like a big personality. Right. He was commentating, and man, his reaction was was fucking like next level. He's like, oh my god, we just witnessed something incredible, <laughs> something like that. Oh, oh so far, even like it, the point is, even the commentators were like lost for words for a second. It's like holy shit. And I think he said something along the lines of that was like the worst thing I've seen in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, it was – yeah, I guess the the sound probably added a lot to it. But, oh, I mean, yeah. man, it's just not worth it, eh? I just – you know, it's another one I've heard as well. Like if people remember the the Ty Rotolo versus Paolo Miao match where, where Paolo was in a, such a deep knee bar with Ty just oh. arching and stretching – um, yeah, he had to go off and have surgery after that. Yeah. And, you know, he's done some master's comps since then. But apparently, so I, I've been told, he's just kind of never really recovered from that surgery yeah. and that injury properly. And But, I mean, you know, even Fuck. then you can go, okay, it's slightly different. You're talking – these guys are now professional athletes on a professional stage. But but you, you got to – if anything, if you, if you think about it with that mentality – it should be the case where they should be even more hypersensitive because they have more to lose. Yeah, that's true too. Like if you take a someone from a local comp, say a local blue belt, and and they let their fucking arm blow out, for example, um, you know the the repercussions of that. Yeah, okay, maybe they won't be competitive, like seriously competitive again, but they can still train. You know, maybe they're like, okay, fuck, le- lesson learned. You know, it's a shit thing to happen, but I'm gonna spend the next, you know, fucking X amount of years training, so whatever. But someone, you know, like um Ty, if if he let that happen, that's that could potentially be his competitive career over. So it's not fucking worth it, bro. That's the <laughs> that's the moral of the story. It's not fucking worth it. Like just tap hey. And I think for for professional level, it's probably even more important that you tap because like with your example, something like holding down a knee bar that you're not gonna get out of anyway it's going to ruin your career and yeah i mean it's I'm, pretty fucked like i want i'd be curious to know what was going through his head was he was he was he not feeling any like i mean i don't know maybe he wasn't feeling any pain and he was like bro i'm actually sweet here and the, you know he's going to let go soon or is the guy fuck i've double, done that with you though <laughs> yeah it's the guy double jointed in his shoulder and he's like ah oh, he'll never get me but wasn't expecting his arm to actually break. He could be one of those people that is really resi- – like, you, you know, you have self-confessed, oh, I can't be Kimura people all the time. And funnily enough, you get in deep enough and all of a sudden they can be Kimura. Yeah, that's right. Maybe he's one of those people where a Kimura is a submission that doesn't normally get him because he's really resilient. Um, but maybe he's just never been that deep in that sort of setting with someone of that, you know, uh, proficiency at – Kamoring. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Like yeah. maybe in his gym, he could never be Kamoring. So he has that same mentality. Oh, I'm sweet here. I'm safe. And then all of a sudden, you're not safe. Yeah. I remember I've told this story lots of times, but I was fighting, competing at Blue Belt. And I had this guy in your, your traditional sort of north south Kamoring. And I remember oh, having nice. it so, so deep and well behind his back. And I kind of, like stopped putting it on, giving him heaps of time to tap. And I remember just saying to myself, I was like, bro, just just tap, bro, just tap. And he didn't. So I just slowly took it further until it just popped. And it wasn't 
as savage as this with a whole humorous snapping in half. It was just like his elbow just popped. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't a, a severe injury or anything. It just would have been like a few weeks off the Fuck, you're a nice guy. Yeah, I was pretty nice about it. He actually yeah. then gave me a lift home. Yeah, afterwards. right. <laughs> yeah, really man. Nice like, uh, his, I don't know if I'd do that. If I was in North South Camorra, I'd fucking <laughs> name, Mar- I'd take it home. Marcelo was his name. I can't quite remember. It's really, really nice guy. And I fought him a couple of times actually. Yeah. No, definitely. I think it's nice to give your um, training partner, your opponent, whoever, an opportunity to tap. But if you give them that opportunity and they don't take it, then you have to, you, you have to it's, finish the submission. It's kind of like one of those yes, things. Yes. Like in competition as well. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. training, I would. Oh no, I would training, I, I wouldn't. But it's yeah. funny, man. There's, there's three people who come to mind in the gym. There's uh, and ironically, actually, all of them it's it's with with any sort of leg attack. But there's Toby, Ethan, who who moved, so no longer trains with this, and Nicholas. All three of them, I've had. So Toby, I've had in real deep heel hooks that I then just didn't want to put it on any further, and yep. he's still fighting out of it, and I'm like, nah, I'm just letting go. Yeah. And then with Ethan and Nicholas, they they won't tap to a footlock, to like a straight footlock until it pops or whatever. And Nicholas, not that long, not that long ago, I didn't like Ethan is someone who I've had in straight footlocks that I start getting nauseous at look seeing how distorted his foot is while I'm putting it on. Like, and I can even start to feel that something's going to break. Yeah. Nicholas I had in a footlock that was a bit similar, like it was super deep mm. and he's just poker face as and and he wasn't tapping and then his ankle popped. Yeah. And I let go. I was like, fuck, bro, are you okay? You okay? He's like, it's fine. It pops all the time. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, you sure? And I spent like an hour, you know, throughout the class being like, dude, you okay? Like yeah. it popped pretty loud. And he's like, man, it's fine. It, it pops all the time. It's, you know, some people do have, body parts like that, that are just always like, ah, it's always a bit whatever. And then I said to him, I was like, you say that, but I bet you're going to come in tomorrow with your ankle taped. <laughs> and he just walked in the next day with his ankle tape. And I was <laughs> like, bro, why didn't you just tap? Yeah. Especially when it's just training and yeah. you know, you're a blue belt Against training with belt. your black belt coach yeah. who's 40 kilos heavier than you. I mean, yeah. but- so I can, I can uh, back up your claims from Toby. I, the first role we had back together after, you know, he was away and I was away and, you know, it just so happened that we hadn't rolled in like over a month. First roll back, he knew I was going to attack his legs because we, we'd been working on heel hooks. So sure enough, went straight for the heel hook and he let his knee pop. And I just let That's it right. That was only the other like, week. Yeah, two lab pops and I was freaking out. I thought like it's, I'd seriously hurt his knee because I hadn't, I don't think I'd applied a submission where I've gotten like a real like distinct pop before. And as soon as I pop, I just like go straight away. Yeah, like, you like you can feel it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, it, yeah. felt it. And it was two very loud pops and, and he didn't even tap. Um, I just fucking douche, let go, hands up, not even touching it. And I want to throw one other name <laughs> now that we're naming and shaving people that don't tap quick enough to fucking heel hooks and, and um, foot locks is Anthony. He the doesn't know. He and, lets yeah. it get to the last he's second. Go- and then he screams bloody murder the arse He does, yeah. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> you're listening to this, mate. Fucking tap yeah. earlier. He does. He's gotten a bit better, but yeah, Anthony definitely has a habit of waiting until it's 99% of the way there and then going, tap, 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 tap. And, yeah, and you're like, like bro, on, bro, like you didn't even give me a <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking tap, yeah. man. <laughs> he does, yeah. 
Oh, but I, I'm. This is me throwing stones in a fucking very thin glass house here. Yeah. Um. You know that's 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 what I do as well. Yeah, because you pretty like especially when it comes to chokes, you essentially have to put you out even in trading, or you won't tap. I have to feel like I'm going out. I'm not like I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tap. I don't know if this is. This is probably a bad habit. You have to very clear. Like sometimes you go out with a whole what happened, I thought I was fine. Yeah. But sometimes it's more of a progressional and you and you know. Mm. Yeah. If if you don't clearly see I am going out in mm. T minus two seconds, yep. you won't tap. Yes. You have to be able to you have to or I think sometimes I've I've had you tap when it's you know a bit of a nasty sort of throat choke. Oh yeah, yeah. Those yeah. ones because they just hurt. Oh right? yeah, it's, it's painful. Your airways are cut off completely. And you're like, nah, fucking not worth it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but the but blood chokes, like the strangulations. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just oh, I, just just reminded me of something else. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so because this this story is reminded me to that. Um, I didn't post the video because I it was filmed in the wrong. Uh, Orientation. Orientation to, to to make a nice clip of it. But it was that that role we had the other week where uh, I ended up like having you belly down with a body triangle. Yeah. And, and yeah, so the story I was telling at the start with how I had someone mount and was suffocating them and then went arm triangle on one side, then arm triangle on the other side. I forgot. I ended up finishing it by then going like back to mount and then <laughs> rolling them and getting them flat on their belly Ugh. and stretching them out and then getting the rear naked choke. So it's like, it. <laughs> so a lot of punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Anthony. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, was a good in. role. Though. It, was, it, was, it was fun. We had a good, we had a good role. Uh, that's me. That's the main thing. At yep. least you had fun. No, well, I had lots of fun. I All bet right. Anthony did it. <laughs> no, he seemed to. Like we've been having. It's fun, you know, uh, I re- I really enjoy training with Anthony. He um, he, you know, he he learns a lot of theoretical jujitsu, so he can always have something new and unexpected to bring to the table. Like all, for example, all, all of the all of a sudden, he's you know shooting on me. It's mm. like, man, the dude's never shot on me before and all of a sudden he's like shooting. And, you know, so it's always, I don't know, I haven't, for example, I haven't had him even try to heel hook me in the last couple of months and previously that was all he did. So mm. it's always something new, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think the moral of the story is. Is in the title. Ta- yeah. <laughs> ta- if, you, ta- if you're ta- in a often. deep Kimura. On a televised yeah, event, probably just tap a, eh? because yeah, now bro. you're now you're a meme. Yeah, I don't know. There's just certain, especially for me, there's just certain body parts that I don't mess with. So, you know, anything that is spinal column related, yeah. I don't mess with. Uh, Joints, and then legs, well, knees. Well, you can't just name everything. Fuck it, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and like. For me, anything spinal yeah. column related and shoulders and knees. Yeah. Like knees. they're the three that for me, I'm like, man, I just like I've had knee surgeries. Yep. Shoulders are fucked. Yep. You know, my shoulders are now fucked because of an elbow surgery, you know, and it's just goes to say how temperamental the shoulder can be, you know. So, 
if I were to choose what's a part of my body that if I'm really wanting to push it, am I more willing to let it go? It's like, okay, like blood chokes because, yep. you know, typically you'll just pass out and then wake back up. Yeah. But even I'll fight an armbar and a wrist lock more than I will a Kimura. And, and I'll fight a toe hold, even though toe holds can eventually go to your knee, I'll fight a, a toe hold or a straight foot lock, an, an ankle lock, let's say, yep. more than a heel hook or a knee bar, something that's messing with my knees. Yeah, totally. You know, for me, knees, shoulders, and spinal column, and yeah, like I'm not often finding myself, if ever, actually I've never found myself in a twister, yeah. but other than in drilling. Uh, but, you know, if it's something like that, I'm just not going to mess with it. And especially in training, sometimes I might be in a quote-unquote choke, but it's not on correctly and it's a neck crank, mm. let's say like a dust choke or an anaconda or something, and I'm just going to tap in training, you know, and then very clearly state to them, that was more of a crank than a choke. Oh, I'll let them know, Kieran. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It doesn't count, right? <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of uh, – yeah, it's, I, it's easy for it. me to sit here now and say this, but when I was in my twenties, competing a lot, and you know, I own, that's all I did was live jujitsu. Well, I still only live jujitsu, but you know, I was living the competitor life. Every single day, I walked into the gym was competition training. Uh, so it's easy for me to sit here now and say, oh, it's not worth it. And then you got a fucking sore neck for weeks, and it hurts to sleep. It's like, okay, but I mean, you know. I think the average person, especially the average person listening to this, is training jiu-jitsu more as a life choice. I think competitors are definitely willing to to spend more resources. Mm. And, and by that I mean uh, body resources, pay a heavier toll. And Yeah, I need to be more careful with like my my jaw and my neck because like you said, like – in a crank position, sometimes you don't feel the impact of it straight away. So you need to be hyper aware of the impact that will have on your body and your neck and your on your jaw long term. Like you or Joey have had me in, you know, a lot of uh, submissions that were definitely cranks. Like for example, if um, you're going across the face for a rear naked choke, it's going to put a lot of pressure on your jaw. And because I'm again my stupid hole. Oh, if I'm not going out, you know, particularly with someone like Joey or yourself, then all that pressure is going straight across the jaw. And I've actually found that my jaw is a little bit fucked now since so, since uh, training jiu-jitsu. Yeah, someone was telling me, uh, a student was telling me, I can't remember who it was, but they've seen they've seen it happen where, where the actual jawbone just broke in half from someone choking across I'm, the face. And, 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 and you would know my stance on choking across the face. Like I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, and just to clarify for any of any any people who are thinking like this guy's a dickhead, no, I don't mean as in actively go across the face. I'm just a big advocate of uh, it's okay to do those dick moves in context. So very quickly, if if I'm training with Kieran and I never and I go for a rear naked choke and he tucks his chin so I can't get under his chin and it's just over his face. And I never punish him for that. I never just choke him across the face. And by face, I mean the jaw. You're not allowed to go near the eyes and the brow, right? You can't think if – imagine someone's wearing, you know, ski goggles. You can't go in that area. Mm. Everywhere else is fair game. Uh, and I never choke across the face. 
he's, you know, when years go by, Kieran's led to believe he's unchokable when someone's on his back and whatever. And then all of a sudden he goes and competes and someone just rips it across his face. Mm. You know, so I'm not doing him any favors by not teaching him the fact that, well, it's actually within the rules and you putting your face in the way of your neck is not, you know. It's not a defense. Yeah, it's kind of like you want to, punch me and I hold up a baby in front of you. You know, like it's, it's, you know, if you don't want to get choked across the face, lift your chin and in train and it's in context, right? So you and I have got a good training relationship. So, you know, as well as I know that if you tuck your chin, I'll go across your face and I know that you're going to do one or two things. You're either going to tap or you should, like you've just said you need to learn a bit better mm. or there's a very simple solution, lift your chin out of the way and I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take your neck, Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's in context. If Don't be a dude who has a brand new white belt walk in on their first day and go over the face it is, right? I mean, so yeah, totally. uh, and you have dudes with like thick necks, like when I'm rolling with Chad, you know, he's not going to give me his neck. So I have to take it across his face and I get it every time. Yeah. You know, and it, it's very, I mean, if, if you were going to say, if you're going to go, okay, this dude has no neck. Mm. What's his name? Chad checks out. Yeah. Chad definitely checks out. <laughs> Chad, no neck. Just in general. <laughs> Love you, Chad. Chad's a dude. Yeah. He's got no neck. No neck. <laughs> and he sweats maple syrup. He sure does. Bloody yeah. Canadian. But um, I don't know. It's there's there's a lot to be said for for pro prolonging your ability to stay to stay on the mats. Yeah. And you know, sometimes in competition it might be worth it, like your little footlock yeah. anecdote. Yeah. But yeah, having your humorous broken is not worth it when you're so deep in a submission. Um, and in, in training, it's definitely not worth it. A hundred percent not worth it in training. Never, never, never. Well, hopefully, um, this serves as a PSA just to if, remind people. If you haven't seen the video, I don't know what Instagram it's on. Oh, so it's many, so many. It's been reposted everywhere, reshared by like every, just every man and their dog. Just find it. It's, yeah, um, you'll find it. Just type in YouTube, it'll probably be on YouTube. I might even make a YouTube video on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty hectic. So, uh, unless you to want it to end up audio. as a meme, yeah. tap. Listen. Well, I guess he's famous now, right? <laughs> Listen to it with the audio and let me know. I'm not going to though. Yeah. Now that I know the audio is so horrific. I might just uh, play it when you're not. You're not paying attention and then you'll just hear it. Well, that was it. Yeah. And I look and it turns out you just like snap some celery. It's like, oh, thank God. Uh, All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, you can support the show by following us on Instagram. We're Beyond Jiu Jitsu Podcast. And if you want to take your patronage that step further, be a Patreon. Whoa. Whoa. And to find our Patreon, uh, you can do it so many different ways, but the easiest way is just follow the link in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening. And as a reminder, we will be releasing episodes weekly now, once a week, every Friday at 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, boys. So thank you for listening. And girls, sorry. We will catch you next time. Bye.